we're going to do some things, as you see, a little bit different this evening. And this whole week I had this thought like, Yesi, Henry, you, you need Jesus. And I think that was a good title, like, we need Jesus as a congregation, as individuals, as, as leaders, as um, people that are in the workplace, people that are studying, families, we all need Jesus. And I think as a church, we're so unaware sometimes of the schemes of the enemy that is such an onslaught on us. Because I think when you in the world, the Bible says that your, your, your father is actually the devil, and you're actually then in a good place not to be attacked, because the very thing that attacks us is then for us, because we are doing his bidding. But as you enter into the kingdom of heaven, immediately entering into this war between your own flesh, there was a word about dust being blow, blown off, and dust is a picture of flesh that has an onslaught against us. So your own desires war against you. You have Satan going against you. You have your own mind going against you. And then other people don't like what you stand for, and they go against you. We need Jesus, <laughs> and a lot of Jesus. I want to, and two words that stand out just with that is dependency and simplicity that I want to highlight from a portion of Scripture before I call a couple of legends to the front in John 15. And I just want to read this. It's a very, very well-known portion of Scripture. I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. And my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. So we have a picture here of the vine who is Jesus, the life source, and all of us sitting here is different branches connected to the life source of Jesus Christ. That is the picture. Then there is the Father coming to prune us, and sometimes it's that times where you feel like, oh, it's, I'm going through a season that's not that nice, but it is for our own good would, that we would bear much fruit after that. And I want to take us as a congregation back to simplicity and dependency on Jesus Christ. Tonight is going to be extremely practical. It's not going to be a, this airy, fairy, highly theological thing. It's going to be, let's come back to connecting and abiding with Jesus. Let's come back to a place of not making it too complicated like we love to do because we're all very smart in this room. We make things so complicated when it gets to God and we don't just... Uh, there was a word of just surrender and saying, here I am, Jesus. Here I am, Jesus. What do you want to say? We go on to verse 6 and 7. Ach, verse 4 to 6 says, abide in me. Abide in Jesus. And Jesus in you, as the bronze cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. They just say it all over again, just getting that point over. You the branch, he is the life source. You are the branch, he is the vine. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit. It's quite simple, eh? Just abide in Jesus and you will bear fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We know we can actually do a lot without Jesus, but it won't have any significance. That's what it's referring to. 
You can do nothing of worth and significance without Jesus. And let's skip to verse 8 to 11. But this my by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciple. It glorifies God to bear fruit. You bear fruit by abiding. As easy as that. Just come back to the source. It's not about the knowledge you have. It's not about trying to be a better person. It's just about being close to Jesus. And what we're going to speak about tonight, and I'm not going to per se preach tonight. We're going to have a panel discussion, and we're going to speak about this thing called quiet times. Still today. For some of you, your still today is not that still. Your quiet time is quite loud. You're in a race or you have family with a lot of kids. And it's not always that quiet. But you want to go back to this place like, Jesus, we need you. We need to spend time with Jesus. We need to be connected to the vine. And this week I was um, searching. I must always look up. There's people there as well. I, was, I, was, uh, I love to YouTube because YouTube is like this rabbit hole you go into and go there and go there. And you listen to all of these many things. And I listened to this interview that um, somebody had about a research project they'd done on reading the Bible. I enjoyed it so much. And it spoke about that the amount of times you read your Bible, what the effect of that would be. And I thought like, okay, let's see what this is. And ultimately, we, re we don't read our Bible just to get results. We read our Bible because this book is this love letter from God to us. If I had a book about Brigitte... It told me what she likes, what she dislikes, what trips her up, and what, what, what makes her laugh. The things that she adores, how she sees me, how I can look at her personality, I'll read that book, eh? I'll memorize that book. I'll read it from the beginning till the end, and from the end till the beginning, and I'll read every single piece of it. Why? Because I want to please her. How not more with God? Do we get into this book, this love letter from God to us about this personal relationship we can have? And it's so interesting. It spoke about the amount of times you read your Bible and once it has no effect on you. Twice it has no effect on you. When they read it three times a week, there was a little bit of effect. But four times it just like, bah, shot out of the roof. And it says, when you read four times the Bible a week, your loneliness drops by 30%. They did this on a study of about 40,000 people. Anger issues drops by 52%. Bitterness in relationships between you and your parents or you and friends and you in just personal relationships drops by 40%. If you struggle with alcohol and consumption of that, it drops by 57%. If you're feeling spiritually stagnant, Interesting one, eh? Spiritually stagnant. Just ask him, are you reading your word? It drops by 60%. Pornography drops by 61% by just getting into the word. And this is technically once. Now you just need to have three more times get to Jesus. Sharing your faith climbs by 228%. Discipling others climbs by 250%. This was quite an obvious one, but I love it. Memorizing scripture Climbs by 407%. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't get into the Word. The Word gets into us. Guys, we can't unplug from the life source who is Jesus Christ. We go into the Word 
to get Jesus Christ, the word, into us, to have more of Christ in our lives. So I want to call the panel to the front, um, Mac, Cornei, Hanru, Carmen, you guys can come to the front. Let's give them a hand. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Go. Thanks. Like, okay, let me just get my notes. So the aim of tonight would actually be the following, that it is not necessarily a teaching that we're going to do, but asking some questions just regard how these four people do quiet times. We can learn from them. We can learn how they do it, the struggles they have, and in a sense have just real conversations about this thing we call quiet times. Because who's find it sometimes difficult to have Constant quiet times. Okay, if you're honest, most of you. Um, let me just go into my crypt notes here. So maybe before I get into this, you guys can introduce yourselves and just yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, I'm Andrew Duplessis. I'm doing hello. <laughs> I'm doing a PGCE in education this year, and I'm also studying. Oh no, I'm studying. I'm also working at Campus Key. Yeah. He works at the night, during the night, and studies during the day, and he always has energy. <laughs> so. um, hello, everybody. I'm Carmen Van Sale, and I'm also a full-time student. I'm doing second-year international. Oh, no, that's not. Become, what do I do? Investment management. <laughs> I wish I did international business. That would have been cool. Could have gone overseas. No, I want to be here. Um, so, oh, and my role in the church is a saint. We, we have to say that as well. And I'm a community leader. So I've got my own mic. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Mac. My name is Cornet. Um, I am honored by this opportunity. I think many of you can, can share on this topic. I'm, uh, my surname is Heinz. Cornet Heinz married to Desme, who's in the corner. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mac says stand, Desme. <laughs> he was... <laughs> Max working on this man. <laughs> and uh, father of Daniel, Lucas, Yaku, and Elise. I work at MediClinic. Uh, the head office is here in Stellenbosch. I do a couple of things there. My hope and prayer is that I can do something more kingdom-focused uh, in God's timing. And um, Roel joined this church at, of at the beginning of the year. Um, Mac invited us. I didn't trust him, so we prayed about it, <laughs> 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 and uh, we believe we need to be here, so. Amen. Amen. So, um, yeah, Mac, I think all of you know us. Who doesn't know us here? <laughs> ah, yeah, York. <laughs> it's fine. So, uh, yeah, my name's Mac. My wife is Nordine. we parents of two kids. My one child sitting here, Mecca, and then my son, 24. And then we are full-time elders with Josh Jen, and we help pastor this congregation, and we present courses in various churches, 412 and Josh Jen uh, churches, marriage prep, marriage enrichment, divorce recovery, uh, parenting, and soul care. Yeah. And he helps us a bit with the divorce recovery. He used to help us in our previous church group 
with their soul care. Yeah. So I know him for many years, trust him. Unlike him not trusting me. <laughs> but uh, I have to get over that. But I have a lot of quiet time, so forgiveness is easy for me. I'm just teasing. <laughs> All right. Over to you. I think um, I want to ask um, Hanru and Mac the following questions. Just define for us one or two sentences. What would you define as a quiet time, or what is it? So for those of us that, that are sitting here and we don't even know what is a quiet time, we're saying about this thing is the, you sit in the room and you're quiet, um, and it's like the naughty corner that God puts you in. So what is actually a quiet time? Why would you guys define it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pause the ball and you back on it's, that. <laughs> it's, it's a place where there's no distractions. No WhatsApps, no Facebook, no YouTube, nothing. Just you and Jesus. And you say, Lord, here I am. Thank you, God, for the breath I have in my life. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you, God, for provision. And you start thanking him for everything you can think of. Sometimes you don't want to thank him, but you mechanically do that because out of that, he comes upon you by his spirit. Just be. But it's, it's a most important is place of no distractions. You're on your own. Find a spot in the garden, in your room. Put the blanket over your head. John Wesley's mom had, had 18 children. John Wesley was one of 18 kids or something. And her little toddlers would know, leave mommy alone when she puts her apron over her head. Then she has quiet time. And they just kept quiet. They left her on because she had no alone spot with 18 kids. But she was a solid woman of God. Okay, ski sanuda. I mean. Um, for me, it is a, it's a time that you sacrifice to the Lord. Where you say, like, um, this is your devotion to him. Um, you take the time of your busy day and you're like, Lord, this is for you. you know? And I think on, on top of that, um, in this time that you have of the Lord, what do you guys do in, in that time? Because, yeah, for me, it has been a struggle as a, a baby Christian. I walk into the room and I said, you have to do this thing called a quiet time. And I'm like, what is that? And what do I actually do in this in this time with God, and how long do you usually spend with God? Um, maybe all four of you can answer. Just how do you then do a quiet time, or how does that look for you? <laughs> first of all. If I go first, then they've got nothing to say. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm cheating, I'm cheating, because I don't want to be at the end, because um, what's left? Okay. So, okay. I was thinking about your question because he was gracious enough to share it beforehand. And it's really, forgive me for, for two seconds, quiet time for me is that access to the Lord, passing beyond the veil that Jesus tore for us and spending that dedicated time with Christ. Stepping into that place for me, this place firstly of, of, of worship that we, that we had, but worship also of the heart, place of complete humility. Coming, it's a hard thing, it's not a head thing. Coming, posturing your heart and say, God, I need you, you are my creator. You are the author of my faith, that miracle that, that Leonard speak about. And you are the finisher. I need you to be able to grow as a Christian. I need you to be able to live my life, loving my neighbors. Mm. And in that time then, um, maybe I should, I'll, I'll say one more thing, then you guys can, <laughs> can <laughs> in that time, mixture of, of prayer, worship, reading Bible, being quiet, listening very important to get his guidance. Mac, 
Can I go? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so practically, how do I do worship? Um, not worship, but um, quiet times. Okay, so I'm in Rays. I think I'm going to be very realistic, and hopefully people can relate, but it's really difficult. So we, um, I'm in Monica, and they are building a new hub for us. My room looks out onto the hub and the building site, and the balcony I go to qu- do my quiet times with has a new beautiful it's an interval, it, at least it's on rhythm, but they do the, they gop gop, <laughs> it's very irritating, so, um, and I love a lovely roommate who also likes to sleep, so it's difficult, the room's always dark, so I think I've struggled this, this year, my quiet times have been tested a lot, um, but what I've been doing is, okay, I struggle with waking up as well, but we're going to get into that question as well, so let's say I do wake up, that's so cool, and then, um, <laughs> I, I actually pray that Jesus wakes me up, because I do struggle with it, and then, he, he does wake me up because he wants to spend time with me. He's pursuing me. So then I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it. Um, what I do is I have my Bible. I've got my little, everyone who knows me knows I have a, a Bible. Then I've got my, ju- my prayer journal. Then I've got my prof- prophetic booklet. And then <laughs> it all has a, I, I'm just such a visual person. So what I do is I would go out onto the balcony wherever I find my solitary place uh, without distractions. My phone doesn't come with me. And then I would do, um, I think, just focus my heart on the right place. So I would like, pray and do sometimes I do I pray journals I like write down my prayers because um you can go back onto them and because I have ADHD I can really not sit still for long and so this keeps me like it keeps my thought process in the one direction and that's also something that I struggle with but writing down my prayer yeah just channeling my heart and my mind to see Jesus rightly and then I think oh I'm I'm never I never have a set routine I think I want to make space for Jesus to work um, in my quiet times, and I want to ask him what I'm doing, what he wants to do in my life. Um, I think something I, 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 love, I love to do is um, I would either pray scripture or sing scripture. Um, so like worshiping God on your own, I think someone, I think Nico or someone said this to me, but are you worshiping God in your quiet times the way that you're worshiping him on stage when you are when you um, at church, like when no one is watching you, are you still that on fire for God? That hit me hard. I was like, yo, I can really jump up and down more. I can go on my knees. Um, I can really be more vulnerable with God. And that's one more, one of the definitions I had is like that vulnerability and intimacy with God. Like he sees you. He sees the depths of you, the vulnerability, the nakedness of you with where there's no one else to see you. So I think I would just be vulnerable with God. Um, I would, Nicole, kind enough to lend his guitar to me, so I would play a bit. I'm a Trini guitar and sing some scripture and yeah, trust on God to just reveal word to me and speak th- to me through word. I would pray over pictures that I get for people. I would pray for where can you use me in my daily life? Where can I flow out into other people? But mostly just seeking him. It's not anything I can do. I think that's the thing where we get stuck in. Um, and I'm going over time. But just making sure you're not, you're not striving for his presence and you're not coming in with a I need to be good enough. I need to. I've done two quiet times this week. Okay, this one's going to be the best because I'm, I'm more holy now. But just knowing, like, wherever you are, you come to him. It's never too late. You just come with the right mind. Pray that he, he shows you the truth of what his presence can pres- presence can do for you. That's it. I think there's no set formula on how it should look and what to do. Um, every day is different. Sometimes it's similar, but every day it's different. Sometimes it's just laying in the presence of the Lord. Not recommended if it's if you're very tired, then <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Sometimes it's just reading the word. Sometimes you feel the Lord is moving through the word. Sometimes I don't feel it. 
And then if I really struggle, then I just pray for people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a bit of a formula, <coughs> and it works for me. I wait on the Lord and I ask Him for a psalm that represents His heart for me for that day. So I wait for a number of a psalm. I just quiet and I say, Lord, give me a number of a psalm that reflects one or two verses or the whole psalm, whatever, that reflects your heart for me for today. Sometimes it's for the week, but I keep asking for psalms every morning. And I'm, I would say three out of five times it is spot on. Sometimes it's just... It's soothing, and it's something futuristic. I can't figure it out right now. But three out of five times, it is spot on. And then I systematically work through a book in the New Testament. Occasionally, I'll go to the Old Testament, but I systematically work through a book. And I'm busy working through the book of James now. And I'll read three to four verses. I don't do this anymore, but I suggest this when I chat with you folk, is to ask two questions. So you say, even though you just read three or four or five verses, this might not work for all of you. Ask two questions. What can I learn from the character of God through these verses? Who is God? What is God portraying of who he is in these verses? First question. And write down the answer. Second question is, what is he saying about his heart for me? His will for me through these verses. And write that down. That feeds you. Ask those two questions. Five, six, doesn't have to, don't, it doesn't help you personally. It doesn't help you read a whole chapter and you hardly get anything in. Read slowly, intensely, concentrate, and then ask those questions and write down. Because a time comes when the enemy wants to rob your faith or puts you through a storm. Then you've written it down to go read it to encourage you. You think, oh, I can't believe I wrote that last week. This is me. It is you by the Spirit of God. And it builds up your faith, especially in those trial and tribulation times. Can I add a five-second one? And on it, and so, if, if you're struggling around, how do I? What do I read? How do I enter God's presence and spend this time? Psalms is a very good, very good thing to read. It's short. It glorifies God. It talks about His, His praises, His protections, everything. Very, very easy place to start, as opposed to other books potentially. Easy place to start. And I, Mac, you mentioned it. I explicitly add, the, add a third question. You mentioned it, which is, okay, what does it mean for me? So what, is it, what does it say about God? What does it say about mankind? And how do I change? How do I change my thinking? How do I change my heart? Just take it back, mentioned it. I think um, I uh, want to ask Max specifically because I, I heard this story. I don't know if it's only rumors or it's true, but um, somebody told me that Mac for the past 30 years, You've never missed a quiet time, and then I found out you missed one, and Nadine thought you overslept, but she thought you were dead, um, <laughs> because that one you missed. Um, so that was just for me su such an awesome thing to hear, but, but with that, um, my question would be, why? Why is it for you such a big thing that I think you wake up five o'clock every day, spend time with the Lord for the past 30 years, Why? What happened in the heart 30 years ago that still allows you to go on and we can't have an excuse because you did it? <laughs> the thing is, it's not true. I've not had quiet time every day for the <laughs> last 30 years, but I've had lots of quiet. I, I try never to skip a quiet time. I, but um, it's those points you mentioned. 
I've felt them, I realized them. The stuff on forgiveness is hard. Um, my, my I'm, I'm actually a very impatient person by nature. I don't know, do you guys experience me impatient? I need to work a bit more on that. So everybody, so the only reason I have the patience I have is because I feed out of God's bakery every morning. I get a fresh bun and I get a fresh drink, like a fresh warm bun with butter out of God's word. That's how I experience God's word and a fresh drink out of his fountain. And, and it's for that reason. How do I... I, I I, I've got nothing to give any of you, any of the people we present courses to, unless I get a fresh touch from the Lord every day. And, and once a day is not enough, folks, I'm sorry to say. The attacks, the onslaught on this campus, in this world, you, when the Lord gives you a tug, you feel there's a hunger. Drop everything and just give attention to the Lord right there. How many of you during the day, we just feel, I just want to actually just worship a bit. I just want to be with the Lord. I just want to go pray a bit. Why just, have you, do you experience that? Respond to that draw. Because that builds the next level of tasting, experiencing revelation that God wants to give you. Because you're being faithful in the small. When you're faithful in the small, God releases more things into you. So it's for those very reasons that I've realized I cannot live my life in any way representing Jesus as an ambassador without being with the master who I represent every morning. And there's one verse, and I know it's by the Spirit, guys, but there is something about discipline. And I learned it in the army. We had to wake up every morning, 3 o'clock, to clean our bungalows, square our beds. We, um, we had The beds had to be so hard that when you threw a coin on it, it had to hop. So you had to somehow fasten the blanket at the bottom with, with, with uh, clothes pegs. That's a trick. Had to be, and had to, okay, I'm going into unnecessary detail, but, <laughs> but it taught us lots of discipline. Now, many of you have got that discipline that God and you yourself have pursued it, but there's a verse that's quite a vicious verse. It's 1 Corinthians 9, verses 27. It says, but I beat my body and bring it into submission. There is a place where you say, Mac, stop being lazy. Mac, kreyo mm and rat. I'm not going to say that word. Come on. Come on. Wake up. You need the Lord. You cannot go into this life without Him. You need to wrestle with Him. How did Jacob change his identity? He wrestled with God. Because he was called, Jacob means deceiver. He was called, he deceived others and others deceived him. His whole life was a big lie. And he wrestled with God. He would not let God go until God said, okay, here on out, you are called Israel. You know what Israel means? Wrestle with God. And we grafted into that. So our victory comes. Okay, I'm talking too much. Go for it. No, it's good stuff. Um, I think there's always this, this big tension like, but I'm not a morning person. And, and most of us are sitting here and we're like, I'm not a morning person. And you waking up in army at 3 o'clock and now at 5 and now I need to, when do I need to wake up? So maybe all of you can answer this one. Just um, morning, afternoon, evening, when you have like your set time. And then in one sentence, why? Um, Andrew, go for it. 
Okay, so morning, afternoon, and evening. <laughs> but the morning is the most important to me, yeah, because Why? you 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 sang to the Lord like this is the first fruits of my day, yeah. All right, wow, <laughs> awesome. Um, try to do that as well. I think sometimes with studies, you can imagine it gets difficult, you also know. Um, I think I try to do mornings as well every day. Um, let's say I do have a day where I'm not beating my body into submission and I do end up missing the morning. I have classes at eight every day, so um, you'd have to wake up five or six. <laughs> and then um, I definitely, ugh, at night, it's like I'm such a night person and I love being with God alone and it's like, you so, oh, it's such a beautiful moment that you get to create because people are, when people are, everyone's sleeping and that you can do that when everyone's sleeping in the morning as well. But for me, it usually happens at night. I think, I think wherever I am, I just want to be close with God. And as long as I'm not sleepy, so sometimes in the morning I do my quiet times and I'm really like struggling to stay awake. I'm, that's why I do coffee first and I, as well. It just has to go together to um, be awake with God because I want to be intentional. I'm not just going to tick off my quiet time. I'd rather do it properly or not do it. Um, and then, did I answer the question? Why? That's why. Good night. So e evenings, I like I like the opening that, that Mac had is around, around that time where there's no distractions. Evening, I've got time, it's unlimited, mm. and the day is gone. It, the, the my work, my family is behind me, and I can spend I can spend that time with God. But having said that, also all the time, so evening is the is the dedicated time. But then when I wake up, first thing my heart says is, "Good morning, God," you know, a song, a prayer. So it's it's throughout the day. But that dedicated time would be when I when I'm more relaxed in the evening. So um, there's a verse that says, where, where David says, um, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. It's Psalm 5, verses 3. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. Please don't have quiet time if you don't have faith. You're wasting your time. Go with expectation. God is waiting for you. He desires to be with. He's made you for his pleasure. He's made you for intimacy. So um, so I, I have a morning. My solid time is quiet time in the mornings. I had a friend that really struggled to wake up in the mornings. He was a night person. And he would have quiet time at night. But he just wanted to do. It's not a law. This is not a law. But there's something about first fruits in the morning. Starting your day with God in the morning. That's so powerful. He would wake up. And he'd wash his face with ice cold water and wet his hair. And then he'd be wide awake. That's beating your body into submission. And then he'd dry his head and then he would pray in tongues for a half an hour. And then go into the word. But today's, they run a big ministry into Africa. So yeah, that would be my answer. Henry, can I add something quickly? I wanted to, later. Oh, can I? Thank you. Um, I think... Someone, Leonard, preached on this, but and also I forgot the English word. But what's that word that in English that you you bring your alignment back? Um, it's something with a T. Can't remember now. But let's say it's wheel, your wheel alignment is basically off because we're sinful. So you're gonna naturally incline to sin throughout the day. As the day goes on, you might further and further off, and you start off maybe on zero degrees, and then throughout the day, one degree, two degrees, and at the end of the day, at the when you get to 
the evening, you realize, oh my word, I missed God today so badly because I didn't get my wheel alignment correctly in the morning. Um, so that's one reason for me trying to do it in the mornings is I want to make sure I'm, con- and then you constantly bring it back because you have to top up the whole day. Um, yeah, and I think even a thing of, um, as Mac was speaking about faith, like the scripture came to mind, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the voice of God. And even if you don't feel expectant in the morning, you say, God, I don't believe, help me in my unbelief. Help me to find faith for the morning. Help me to find faith uh, for the day. And one more thing that I want to wanna ask each one of you, um, yeah, it's a, such a pity that, but we can actually go on when the power goes off. We can just leave the mics. Um, and we, we spoke a lot about struggles um, and how to overcome it and beat your body into submissions. But um, if there's people sitting here, what is the one thing that you would encourage them with and say, this is the one thing that I would encourage you with in your quiet times, if it is mornings, evenings, afternoons, like in a sense that golden nugget you want to leave uh, with the congregation, um, yeah, just, yeah, in, in view of this. Can I go? I've got a couple of thoughts on that. One, one is just we, <laughs> we made, <laughs> well, I'll share one or two. One is we, we've spoken about bold, bold, boldness and access to God has been secured by Jesus Christ's death, death on the cross. Curtains being torn, we can enter God's presence. So I want to encourage you, if you're struggling to enter God's presence, Trust him, expectant, as Max said, expectant for God to be there and respond. And if you're struggling with that, ask God to break that open for you so that you can actually enter his presence and hear from him and spend time in his, in his word. My, my second thought, what I mentioned again, was that Psalms, if you just want to start you know, thinking about how do I use scripture to encourage me around the character of God and the heart of God, that, that's very helpful other one I've also mentioned is a hard thing. It's not a head thing. So don't go, I would advise strongly against read the Bible and think that is quiet time with the Lord. It's not. It, it is very important. Quiet time with the Lord is reading the Bible and understanding God's heart behind it. Standing in relationship with him because of what you read in the Bible. Not just reading it as head knowledge. Um, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I lament a lot before the Lord. <laughs> lament. <laughs> um, but I would say, yo, just be honest with the Lord. If you're struggling, just to say, Lord, I'm struggling. Lord, I don't understand. No, 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 no. Yo. I would say one piece of advice that was given to me, um, sure. I'm going to say this one first, is um, uh, someone, uh, uh, my uncle actually, my think look up to him so much, he's so rooted in his faith, and he once asked me, like, Carmen, have you ever gone on your knees? And I just got, got, got blank, bleak, white, and um, whiter, and then he said, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and then he, he said, it's okay, like, it's not too late, and he, he, he told me, I don't want to know, he, it's not for him that I'm doing it, but why don't I try where no one's watching, like it's just me and God, why don't I go on my knees and actually not say anything? And I thought, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? I have to now say something to God because he's listening to me. It's, very perfor- it's, it's a very performance-driven mindset. But he said, actually, no, you go on your knees and you just, you are so, 
<laughs> you're so vulnerable because you're like, oh, this is awkward. I'm on my knees next to my bed. Like, what if my roommate walks in now? And no, like, fuck your door. Just be there with God quietly. And um, I tried that that e- of evening. I think I cried for a solid hour. And I thought, why haven't I done this before? Why haven't I, have I not? I just listened. Because God also, I think w- the thing we miss is it's a relationship.